everyone and welcome to another episode of One Mic Night. You already know it's me, Marcos Luis, I'm the host. And I wanna thank everybody, every single body for joining me for these last two seasons. And as you know, One Mic Night's been along for 16 years, an artist supporting other artists. So please, if you can, make sure you support me. You can go to anchor.fm backslash One Mic Night to show some love. I'm here supporting other artists, giving spotlight to people that you may not even know and some people you do know. So today, I want to get right into it because I'm so excited. My guest is a musical director of the Red Bank Catholic High School. She's a music director of the Misfit Theater Company in Menelopen. I hope I'm saying that right. (laughs) New Jersey. Uh, She teaches voice, piano. She's a singer, songwriter. She's an entrepreneur. She's everything. Please welcome Melody Stevens to One Mic Night. Melody, how you doing? Oh, good. It's nice to be here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here. I'm so happy. Listen, I have questions. The first okay. question is, who is Melody Stevens? <laughs> yeah. Really good question. Yeah. Well, you know, you introduced me. I mean, you know, there's a lot of hype in that introduction, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I know you live up to it, so yeah. don't, don't worry about that. But I was everything and uh, no. <laughs> you know, I, I am, uh, let's see, I, I guess it's very seasoned in music. Like, I just took to it from the time I was probably a wee kid and from a very musical family. They named me Melody, that is my real name. Um, and um, I've, I'm of the uh, Jewish faith and my my name in Hebrew is Miriam Shira, which means Miriam sings. Mm. So, is that interesting? Wow, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And like so I was like, given that name. And so I, I guess all these years I just figured, I don't know, they just like the name or something, but uh, recently, a friend of mine, um, actually our mutual friend, Evita, uh, we went down and visited my 100-year-old grandma. Um, my parents are deceased, but my grandma's still alive, and, and she's still got, she's all there. And um, Evita asked her, you know, how I got my name, how Melody, and um, my grandma said, because we all thought she'd be a singer. I was like, what? Really? Wow. She's like, wow. Yeah, really? So, but like everybody, everybody in my family sings. So it's just, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. How did, yeah. did people in your family sing or were they in the business somehow? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, nobody like full-time professional for like a, a whole career, but, um, you know, on and off, like my grandmother on my mother's side sang on the radio and, 
My um, uncle was like a nightclub singer for a while and um, everybody's been in choirs. My father was a lay cancer at his temple. Um, my sister sings. My daughter is a musical theater major. She's 19. Um, my husband and I met through the Classical Music Lovers Exchange. So I guess I've just always kind of been immersed in this, you know, I guess from the time like before I was born and they decided to name me. So you had no other pathway to go. <laughs> and that was it. Kind of had, stuck with it. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so what, um, how, what was your life growing up like? I mean, what were you surrounded by a certain kind of music or were you exposed to all different types of music or what was the, what was the journey like? Well, the first time I really remember loving music was actually in Temple. Um, and, you know, we used to go on Friday nights, Saturdays. And um, I remember my dad, who was a tenor, a beautiful voice. Um, I, we just used to sing these, you know, beautiful melodies in Temple together. My mother, too. My mother could harmonize, like, just, you know, on the spot with anything. And, um, and my baby sister, you know, got the gift, too. And uh, we just all sang. And I remember we had a cancer in our temple who played the guitar and made it really a lot of fun for us families and kids. And uh, basically, like, wherever music was, there I was, you know? I mean, it's just always my favorite thing to do, so. So singing and then musical instruments, too? Did you play instruments growing up? Yeah, so um, when I was about nine years old um i had this friend named leonard he lived around the corner from me and um i was just i was over his house and he played the piano and i remember he played the entertainer by scott joplin and i was like i love i was like forget it so i <laughs> and home i said mom i want to learn piano and um so my mother was like oh, okay that sounds like a good idea and um we went and we got this, <coughs> excuse me, this old piano from uh, my Aunt Myrna. And uh, there was like writing all over the keys because like her kids had, had grown up with the piano, but we got it for free and got it at my house and put it in the room of our, we had a very like little tiny house, but we managed to like put the piano somewhere. And um <clears throat> Piano teacher, same Leonard's piano teacher, um, Mrs. Scudder at the time. Um, no, Miss Scudder, and then she got married, Mrs. Knight. And she was very strict British. Um, she came over and gave me piano lessons. And from the first piano lesson, I just like took to it. I was like, oh, it like felt like home. So that's, that's yeah. so interesting. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, it's like almost everybody wants to start out playing the piano because it seems like it's the basis of just music, you know, you have the harmony, you have the melody, you have all those things there. And once you learn that, you sort of graduate onto other things. That was kind of my, my dream too, was to play the piano. It never happened, but yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's nice, not ha nice having a piano to accompany myself singing, you know, it's, uh, and it's served me well. And, you know, as a music teacher and, and, um, you know, all these years and, yeah, I just kind of never wanted to leave the piano or the or the studio singing or all just, of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
it's so it's so funny to see yeah. you because for for everybody who's listening, you got to watch the video too because when you when you see Melody, it's almost like she's hugging herself when she speaks about it because I can see the love <laughs> in your eyes for the music. It's incredible. I love that. So where did the piano take you? You said you said something about uh, teaching. Yeah. So, um, well, I teach voice and piano. I've got a, a so blessed, so blessed to have so many wonderful, talented, enthusiastic students of all ages in my studio. It's just an absolute joy. Um, how did that for, come about? Yeah. So how did that come about the studio? Well, for a really long time, for about 20 years, I owned a music school. Um, and it was a big music school with hundreds and hundreds of students for a long time. And, um, you know, over time, I just, I missed the music so much The you know, I, I got, I was like a business person for a while and gave up the teaching and the performing and, um, but it just kind of called to me. So now I'm back to the, uh, back I, to music, music teaching solely. So let's backtrack a little bit. You, you mentioned performing. What, where, how did, where, where did that come from? What's the, what was the journey from that? Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. that's what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so remember, remember I said wherever there was music, there I was. Okay, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I do remember my first role in a musical. Um, I was the ringmaster in a little third grade musical in my elementary school, it was called Melvin the Magnificent Clown. And I still remember one or two of my lines. And I remember I just had to like take a deep breath and project my voice so that it, it like went to like the back of the auditorium and I could do it. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. <laughs> so, and most kids can't. So that, yeah, that's right. huge. Yeah. I've never been shy. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, stage fright, yeah, I've had to, like, get over that, like, all the time, you know, because just, you know, it's normal to have nerves, but, you know, I've developed strategies for myself and my students to get over that, but, uh, yeah, when I, when you're in third grade, I think it's, I, I don't know, I think I was a little bit more fearless when I was really young, but, yeah, about the same time I started taking piano lessons, I got that role as the ringmaster in the circus um, for that little show that we did. I, and I, I remember after my lines, there was like this big song that we all sang called Melvin the Magnificent Clown. And like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, wow. But yeah, from then I was just kind of hooked. Um, and I was just in any kind of choir or group I could, you know, possibly be in. And, um, you know, sometimes I would audition and not get into the show, but I just wanted to be around it. So then like, I remember um, they did Pirates of Penzance my freshman year of high school, and I tried out, didn't make it, but I still wanted to be around, so I became the costume coordinator. So I was just, so I sewed everybody's costumes and their, um, you know, all these white skirts I had to make, and, and you know, it, it was it was great because I just got to be around it. Yeah, and of course. By the time I was a junior, well, then I was a featured dancer, actually, without hardly any dance lessons in my sophomore year. We did Barnum, and um, we did that with James Barber, who was on Broadway for 10 years as the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. Wow. And he also played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. And so, yeah, so he was Barnum when I was that 
featured dancer. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I actually got to, I took my daughter to Phantom when he was, he was there and we got to walk across town and talk to him. He gave my daughter all kinds of advice and that was really cool. So that was my sophomore year of high school. And then junior year, I, I had one of the leads in Pippin. Um, and, um, and then I remember senior year, I got a, like a little minor part um, in Funny Girl. And I remember my parents gave me the wisest advice you know, cause it, it was hard to go from like having a lead to like a little part, right. Mm-hmm, the next mm-hmm. year. I deal with that now being a high school musical theater director. Right. And yeah. In fact, we just um, had auditions for our little mermaid at the high school. And I, I feel like I'm reliving my high school experience, but my parents gave me the wise and said, It doesn't matter what you get. You just do your very best with whatever you get and you'd be grateful. That's right. Yes. You know, right. I know. That's right. I, I, and I had a little tap dancing solo without any tap dance lessons whatsoever. Wow. It was different. It was so fun, that little part. Right. Because there's always something you can learn from that, too. Even though you're not the lead, you've got to be open to learn something from that experience. I just yeah. had the same experience. I just had that same experience. I went back, back on stage this year for, I haven't been on stage for seven years. The first show we did, I was the lead in the show. The second show we did, my role got reduced. There were four leads, but my role had to be reduced because it was an only, it was, the play was cut down from two hours to 90 minutes. So I had to take, yeah, I had to take a little slice of humble pie and be like, listen, I got to learn and watch and appreciate. Fast forward to the woman who was in the show wins the lead actress award for the entire festival. So what, you know, you have to learn something from that. Yeah. I'm happy, I'm happy you know, but I learned a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. Good for yeah. you. Good for them. Yeah, I told, I told all the kids because our cast list is going up in a couple of days. And I, I sent out an impassioned email about, um, you know, be grateful, whatever you get. Absolutely. You know, if you're a sea creature or if you're Ariel or if you're whatever, you know, in the show, we need you especially now because of COVID, we, we had to put, um, we had to understudy the whole, mm-hmm. and that's for the high school that I work at. So we had wow. to you know, understudies, um, you know, for pretty much everybody, just in case, you know, but um, yeah, anyway, the, and anyway, let's see. So then I, I remember talking to my guidance counselor in high school and saying, you know, about colleges and well, I only want to go to a college if it has a good music department. And I kept telling him I was undecided as to my major. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, but it has to have a good music department. Finally, like about the fourth time I had a meeting with my guidance counselor on this college choice thing, he said, Melody, why don't you just major in music? And I was like, what? You can do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> perfect sense yeah. right and um you know I remember though my father was very skeptical and he and he said mm, you need to have a marketable skill so why don't you major in business right so, yeah that, I know that, that, that well very, yeah very well meaning mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um I kind of compromised and I majored instead of performance I majored in music ed so that I could get a teaching certificate but it wound up 
when I was at Mason Grove School of the Arts, I did get a whole lot of performing experience, mostly in opera, which, um, which was lovely. And I got my teaching degree. Um, and long story short, I wound up owning, owning a music school. So it was right. kind of what my father was thinking for me and kind of like, you know, my passion, like all wrapped up in one. And I got to do a whole lot of, whole lot of private voice and piano teaching. And, um, you know, but then I also learned about the hiring process and all kinds of things in business over those 20 years. So very, very useful skills, um, very useful and useful for me now as an independent um, musician and music teacher right. with six, seven, eight different jobs at once. So how do you feel the, the business has changed? I mean, coming from, like you just said, from where you started in, in school and thinking, oh, I just want to do music to where we are now to almost everybody being their own business to market themselves and to put their music out and, you know, to find some sort of entrepreneurial skill to make it work. To be honest, I mean, spiritually and emotionally, I'm, I'm thriving more than I ever have for sure, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I was just talking to a colleague of mine about this, actually one of my bandmates. So Vita's that how we know each other, Vita's a drummer in our, band way past midnight which i'll tell you about that later but another bandmate i was talking to earlier and you know i really i i've become after all these years doing everything that i've done i really believe in do what you love and the money will follow yes yes and i honestly I, and if i i do have advice for anybody that wants to major in music don't have don't have a plan b don't have a plan b just go for it just yes. go for it because when I'm coming from the heart as a, and by the way, I, I'm glad I majored in music ed because I did fall in love with the music teaching side of it as, as well as the performing. So, Beautiful. yeah, Beautiful. right. So, <clears throat> so anyway, the, um, so no plan B, no plan B. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I, when I, I guess, Okay, for instance, we're having this Disney workshop coming up where, where students get to perform with my band. We work up 12 Disney songs and perform them in one weekend. And it's like a big music intensive we're having. And I'm, I'm not, I can't think about the money. As soon as I think about the money, I go stressed. So instead I'm thinking about, okay, what, what do I want these students to have? What can we do for them? How can they benefit? What, you know, and I, I really have to really, have to put the student first, you know, and just get out, get out of my own way, get out of my head. Right. right. And everything just kind of comes together. So, you know, private student wise, I'm just, I'm doing my thing. Also being a teacher, I'm always a student. So I continue. Yeah. Yes. I can take yes. Um, from a, a wonderful woman specialist down in Maryland. I take them online. I'm here in New Jersey. Um, and um, jazz piano lessons I've been taking. I have a classical background, but I wanted to get better at other styles. Um, so I've been taking, in the pandemic, I started taking jazz piano lessons. Um, and Melody, you're speaking, to, you're speaking for, to my soul right now. You are speaking yeah. to my soul. This is, this is what I want people to know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to cut you off just a little bit. How was the pandemic for you? Because for most people, listen, if you didn't learn something during the pandemic about yourself, about the direction of life you want to go in, 
you missed out on a great opportunity. That was like and, the best learning time of all. Yes, so I worked up over 400 songs during the pandemic. Um, I called them quarantunes. And I just quarantunes. Quarantunes. Yeah. Okay. I've tried my musical theater background and it's a really big thing in this household. My daughter's a musical theater major. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing here in our house. Um, and when Broadway shut down, you know, both as, as a voice teacher and also, you know, as somebody who just loves musical theater and Broadway, it was a very scary time. It was mid-March, 2020, right? So, yes. Um, so yes, I've always been one to make lemonade out of lemons. And this was a boatload of lemons. So I had to make a boatload of lemonade. So I was like, okay, how can I be helpful? How can I still be useful? My, you know, students are quitting left and right. Everything's going online. All of a sudden I had a dangerous job. Teaching singing was dangerous. Conducting a choir was dangerous. Singing in a choir was even more dangerous. You know, it was crazy. I'm like, oh my God, I've got a hazardous job. So, you know, we were all on lockdown and um, many, you know, me and my colleagues, we were, you know, fighting potential depression, um, definitely anxiety. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And one day I just sang the song, You Never Walk Alone. And I sent it out to a friend of mine who I thought could use it. And um, he said, wow, that was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, Thank you so much for sending. I got to talking to him. I said, you know, maybe I'll do this once a day. Maybe I'll like work up a song every day until Broadway reopens. Beautiful. yeah. And he was like, oh my God, that's a great idea. So I was like, oh, it's like a one day at a time concert of one song a day. And so then I had to get an audience. So I just kind of reached out to my you know, closest friends and family and said, hey, do you want to receive a song from me every day? And of course, you know, I'm kind of setting them up. They have to say yes. Right. Because, yeah. You know, <laughs> because they are who they are. <laughs> no, I really, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to damn my family and friends. Right. <laughs> but, and, no, and that's I, why we love them because they're our biggest supporters for whatever we do. Totally, they right? go first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, um, shout out to my family <laughs> for, for supporting me. <laughs> I know. So, um, yeah, I built up to an audience of like 46 people. I sent them individual texts every single day for 539 days, which is how long I wow. was shut down. Um, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, from 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 March twenty fourth, twenty twenty was mm-hmm. the first cartoon I put out to when it officially opened on September fourteenth, twenty twenty one. So that was five hundred and thirty nine days. So five hundred thirty nine quarantines. Everybody got a text at eight o'clock every morning, which is very consistent. And I, I, my goodness, did I learn? Whoa. Oh my goodness, like all the jazz chords, you know, that I learned. I I know what a ninth and an eleventh is. Oh my god. I love it. I love that. I love it. And that's like not, you know, it's not a thing, right? But um, but yeah, it's um, you know, I know I'm not scared of like a flat nine chord or <laughs> something like that. I had never written a song before in my life. So 14 of those quarantunes were originals. Um and um yeah, and 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 along the way, I've 
formed a band of um, we we are extremely eclectic. Everything from rock to opera. Um, I've got very eclectic taste in music, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so you know I'll sing The Doors or I'll sing Puccini. You know, whatever. So so yeah, we've been we've been fortunate. Uh, we've we've only been together a little over six months, but we have been booked by a booking agent and several gigs, and we were hardworking, employed in uh, December, a lot of Christmas stuff, holiday stuff, um, and uh, we've got concerts coming up, and just. Uh, we're just doing our doing our thing. That's a beautiful so, thing. I love that. I, ju- I just want to say something about the the songs, the corn tunes. Oh, and I hope you can trademark that too. But um, you know what I mean? Just first of all, bringing joy and happiness to people during the you know pandemic, during quarantine time is amazing. And two, pushing yourself, you know what I mean? And finding new avenues and finding new ways to, to make yourself happy. And to get yourself out of the depression and having right. something to look forward to—that's right. the beauty of it all. It was—it was—it saved my mental health. Yeah, it really, absolutely. The music saved my mental health. Sometimes, like some of the Joni Mitchell tunes that I did, they were hard, and they took like eight hours in the day to work up. You know, it, right. it was scratch. And um, yes, a very good point about yeah. the mental health um, issue. Yeah, absolutely. I because we all went through it. We all went through a sort of depression. We yeah. didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't yeah. know where we were, but we had that time to figure out where we could go. If you could right. just get yourself out of it for a minute and just say, hey, where can I go now? What can yeah. the future look like? We're not sure what it is, what's, what's going to happen, but what can I do? Yeah. You know, what can I do? What can I do to help? Yeah, yeah exactly where it was coming from um i also researched all the songs so so everybody got like a message you know about sometimes it was about how the song related to what was going on in my life or maybe a past story like um i did night and day one day and that was my wedding song so i wrote about how me and my husband met um that i was like entertaining people through the writings as well that went with the text and the voice memo so yeah i learned so much all this too. I was going to say, I don't know if you have the time and if you can still do it, but there's maybe another business venture for you happening. Maybe. I mean, people would love to, you know, you tick, click, click. I'd love to send a friend a song just to brighten their day every morning, you know, send somebody a song. Yep. You know what I mean? Like all this time I get messages in the morning, good morning, or somebody send me a, you know, I have a blessed day or whatever this message is. I would love to get a song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's <laughs> awesome Yo. so now, now i'm doing it once a week so i have to put you on my list <laughs> thank you so i would love that and send somebody a song well, I mean, you know. i'm saying you know maybe you should get compensated for it too is what i'm what i'm hinting at so there you go i mean you do it from your heart but also yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool i mean we're artists we that's you know cool that's idea. a whole nother conversation artists we deserve to get paid for things we do because we put in time we put in love we put in research yeah. We put in these things and we do deserve to get paid. And that's, you know, we shouldn't feel selfish about that. Right. So, and there you are. <laughs> yes. Right. Yep. Right. So I, I would love to hear something. If you would play something for us. Sure. Sure. 
Sure, my goodness. Well, you know, it was it was hard to choose between those quarantunes, you know, when you had said that you might want me to perform something, but I did have I do have 14 originals. So this one um, that I'm gonna um, play, I'll give you a little backstory. <clears throat> this is kind of a, it's a piece that I wrote with my band in mind, because as I said, way past midnight, we do um, everything from rock to opera. So I actually wanted to write a song where that was like all the different vocal styles in one song. Um, so anyway, my, my daughter and her musical theater friends, this is their favorite of my songs that I've written. And they, they say they listen to it and they've memorized all the words and they sing to it all the time. So, and one of them suggested I write a whole musical around this song and I'm like oh, oh that that's an interesting idea hmm. so the premise is so this is called no voice for opera okay and um the backstory um well honestly the backstory is in my lyrics so I'm not going to tell it gonna, <laughs> <laughs> with my handy dandy microphone my turquoise mic yeah I gotta turn it on though hold on <clears throat> So for everybody listening to the audio podcast, make sure you go to YouTube and check out this original song by Melody Stevens. <laughs> Called No Voice for Opera. When I was younger, I struggled to pay the rent. I auditioned for a restaurant to sing for 20 cents and a plate of spaghetti. I sang Mozart or Puccini, I can't remember which. The proprietor didn't like it and told me I was itched. He said, you have no voice for opera, Puccini, Strauss, or Verdi. No voice for Mozart or Bellini. You can surely bet you'll never work the net. Opera's not for you. And so I walked out and I got to thinking, which is never a good idea. Perhaps I'll try some jazz. Scat it. Thank you. 
Bravo, bravo. That was fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. That was every genre of music <laughs> almost. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Melody Stevens. <laughs> that was great. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Story, true story. I actually did audition for a restaurant, and the guy told me that I had no voice for opera. Really? And I, but yeah, and I actually put opera aside because of that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so. And what did you learn from that experience? You know, it's like <laughs> never mean that they're right, mm-hmm. and you should take it personally when people criticize you. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> neck out there you're going to get criticized exactly yeah that's it you absolutely said it (laughs) well listen thank you so much for that let everybody know how we can get in touch with you if we want to take vocal lessons you're doing it virtually obviously now yeah it's most of my most of my lessons are virtual um some are in person we're just wearing masks um distancing you know got to be vaccinated but yes I, most of my lessons right now are, are virtual. So I teach everybody. I've got a student in Texas, one in Virginia, Delaware, you know, so from wherever. Yes. Is there an age um, range or just? My you? student is five and my oldest student is 71. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so all ages, voice or piano. Um, and my cell phone number, which is my business number, is uh, 732. 887 7000 and it's best to get me by text by text okay there you have it melody stevens thank you so much for joining me on one mic night podcast i really appreciate it that song was incredible everyone please make sure you reach out to melody stevens if you want to take vocal lessons please expect a call from me because i'm working on a project melody so you may get a call from me um everybody else please make sure you follow us for One Mike Night podcast. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. We're One Mike Night on all social medias. You can find this podcast on audio at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. 
go to Facebook, join the artist community at One Mike Night. You can find me at Marcos Luis Everything, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the show. And I want to thank you for joining me. Also, check it out. I don't know if you noticed, this is the new One Mike Night t-shirt, one of many. Let me know what you think about the t-shirt. Got merchandise coming soon. And I want to thank you once again for joining me for another episode of One Mike Night, Artist Session at One Mike Night Podcast. See you next time.